0: Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Thursday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harris here with you for today's VRA Investing podcast. Well, we got another strong day for our markets today. Really, just adding to the momentum of this week here. We've now seen five days in a row for not only the Nasdaq but the small caps as well as as well as a number of our favorite sectors here. I'll get into all of that. We've got some great stuff in the sector watch for you today. Great stuff in the market and commodities as well. So stay tuned. We'll cover all of that here in today's podcast. Uh, but quickly looking at what was a very eventful morning uh, that started out with the CPI data. We then saw our markets begin to fall from there on a better than expected number. Uh, I might add there as well, but shortly after that open about an hour and a half into the trading session or so we bottomed and the stock and stocks, especially the market, the major indexes did not look back from there finishing either at or not too far from their highs of the day today. So, Going back to the CPI data, because that was an important factor in today's trading. Uh, This morning at 8.30 Eastern, we got the latest inflation report. CPI falling one-tenth of 1%, so 0.1% from November, bringing the year-over-year change in inflation down from 7.1% all the way to 6.5%. That's a big move here. Uh, from the month over month reading Uh, and going into it. You heard Kip talk about it. We expected a good number here today. Analysts did not expect a great number about flat, not the negative numbers that we ended up getting. Uh, Some people even wanted to see more than that. But overall it's certainly a step in the right direction here. Uh, As far as the headline data goes, is if you've been tuning in with us here, you know, we really don't trust much of this data that comes out, but the market reacts to it. So it pays to pay attention to it, right? So we've been talking about that for a long time, though, saying that inflation was vastly underreported, especially last year, we saw, you know, inflation really, if they were telling you it was at, you know, 11, 12, 13%, and they're underreporting it, you know things are bad already if they even let you know that it's that high. In reality, it really peaked above 20%. Uh, But again, if you're looking at the data just at face value, then here's a really impressive stat for you. Over the last six months, inflation has really slowed. If you just look at the last six months, it's only been at a 0.9% over the last six months. So annualized, That's 1.8% year-over-year inflation if we keep at this pace here. So that is below the Fed's target of 2%. And remember, they've been talking about raising that target. So back to what Kip has talked about on his podcast this week. In the short term here, at least, we don't have inflation now. We are now looking at a deflationary environment as we head into 2023. And there's nothing the Fed fears more than deflation. They like inflation; it allows them to, you know, continue to print money, uh, uh, continue to expand the balance sheet from a government point of view. Uh, they want to print money for forever. They love doing it. But now that we're looking at a deflationary environment, that's another good reason why we see it is highly likely that the Fed will be cutting rates by the end of this year, especially if we get a big deflationary type of trend starting to, to show here. And given that the Fed's unanimous view right now that there will be no rate cuts in 2023, well, as contrarians, that tells us it's a near certainty that we'll see rate cuts later this year. Whenever they're on one full side, just like they were on the transitory thing with inflation, right? And as Kip said too, they were right about that. They just, you know, and they were intentionally vague when they said transitory. Um, But back to that, everybody said on the Fed that it's transitory, transitory. It was the uh, group talking point, absolutely, for months. Now, the the talking point is no rate cuts in 2023. It's exactly what we expect. Uh, But as I mentioned, right after the CPI report, the markets didn't have a great initial reaction hitting their lows of the day just shortly after the open. But then, we actually got some help from the Federal Reserve. And you know, these are all coordinated speakers, right? They all know they're going, they get their talking points beforehand. Uh, But two Fed speakers, Bullard and Harker, were out saying the Fed may be open to slowing the pace of rate hikes even more. Uh, You know, implying that really they're open to pausing here, especially after the CPI report we got this morning. But after that report, the odds, of a 25 basis point hike at their February 1st meeting is now 93% chance for a 25% basis point hike, only a 7% chance now that we get another 50 basis points like we saw from the last Fed meeting. Uh, there is a chance in there and I wish that this was in that poll of how many of these people actually think we might pause altogether in February, I would like to see that. I haven't seen it uh, as of yet. But on top of this, top of strong CPI data, we saw two other aspects that we'd love to see. We've been talking about these for months, the U.S. dollar falling and the 10-year yield falling. Both of them continued lower today, the U.S. dollar falling just about 1% here, hitting its lowest level since June of last year, Really good to see a weaker dollar here. Again, adds tailwinds for stocks, 10 year yield down a big, almost 3% on the day to day to a 3.44 on the 10 year yield, continuing its downtrend as well uh, since its peak in October. Uh, Again, that's exactly what you wanna see if you're bullish on stocks right now. Lower yields and a lower dollar provide massive tailwinds for this market. We want to see those continue. We have gotten into oversold levels here. Uh, but, uh, you know, when these things happen, they happen quick, right? Like when you see Bitcoin start to move, all of a sudden, you're having, you're talking 20, 30% moves. I mean, it's not going to be like Bitcoin to the downside, but uh, we certainly would like to see that trend continue. So looking at our markets on the day today. Uh, Again, NASDAQ and the small caps up five days in a row now. Dow and S&P still looking good up three days in a row here, but we were led by small caps today. Coming out of a bear market, I covered these stats in uh, December of last year. It's something like 90% of the time small caps lead coming out of a bear market and they outperform large caps by roughly 15%. So now is the time you do want to be in small caps and they proved it today up 1.74% to 1876 We were followed there by the NASDAQ and the Dow, both of them up 0.64%. For the Dow, that's 216 points to 34,189. For the NASDAQ, up 69 points on the day to 11,000, almost exactly 11,000 now. And finally, lastly, the S&P 500 up 0.34% to 3,983. But, you know, sticking with, the, ma- uh, the main things that we watch here, perhaps one of the best things that we saw today in today's action, we saw actually from Taiwan semiconductors today, the company reported you know strong earnings on the top line Q4 profit jumping had a big jump there. But that's not exactly what caught our intention because the company did miss on revenue. They went on to warn of weak macroeconomic conditions. Uh, and adjustments that are going to result in falling revenue and declining margins for Taiwan Semi. Specifically, they said they expect revenue to continue to fall next year or into the first quarter, another 14%, and operating margins falling as well. Despite really everything they could have done in that earnings report to talk down the market, the stock finished up almost 6.4% today getting back above the 200-day, big breakout here, really, uh, at the highs of the day, its highest level since August of last year. Uh, when bad news starts to become good news for the semis, it's typically look out above from there, folks. And the semis were also up big on the day. Uh, up 1.5% here also have now spent three days above their 200-day moving average. We want to see about a week above the 200-day moving average to really, you know, go aggressively long there, but the chart has improved by a lot. Uh, Again, three days in a row above the 200 day moving average is very good from the semis. And the even better news there is that stocks are going up on bad news. That's a trend that we want to see continue because last year, even good news was bad news. That's not what you want to see at all. And that was just the first look that we're going to get at earnings. Earnings really start kicking into high gear. This isn't high gear yet, but tomorrow we kick off with the big banks, they always kick it off first. So stay tuned, we'll be reporting on that here as well. And this also adds fuel to the fire because as companies begin to report earnings over the next month, two months, it also allows them to begin buying back shares of their stock. Before earnings are released, there's a share buyback Blackout period. Uh, So that is now coming to an end here as well. So another tailwind that we're looking at for stocks. Looking at our internals next up here on the day, (laughs) this is good to see because we've continued to see strength across the board uh, as we've started this year. I mean, this was not typical action that we saw at all in 2022, uh, at least not the last nine to 10 months of the year. Advancing stocks today. Beating out declining stocks over three to one positive on the NYSE, over two and a half to one positive on the NASDAQ, 52-week highs to lows. So good to have this back as one of our bright spots here. I mean, almost never positive in 2022, Um, but today we had more 52-week highs to lows for both the NYSE and the NASDAQ together coming in over nine to one positive on the day today. So like 258 stocks hitting 52 week highs to like 28 hitting 52 week lows. So good day today. Lastly here, volume coming in positive as well. Over 3 to 1 positive for the NYSE and even better for the Nasdaq. Looking at our sectors on the day, we finished with 8 out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors higher on the day and very close uh, the, the three that finished negative are were three of our laggards overall, except for one. But I'd like to point out that right now, we have seven out of our 11 S and P 500 sectors above the 200 day moving average. Uh, Good to see the strength coming in, in the sectors, right? This is the under the surface kind of look that we're getting uh, at a high level, but nonetheless, not quite in depth as the internals, but still a good indicator here. Uh, And we're led today by energy, followed there by real estate hitting its highest level since September of last year. Communication services, also highest level since September of last year, followed by tech. Uh, And then a few other highlights I have here, industrials hitting their highest level since March of last year and uh, materials as well hitting their highest level since June of last year. So good day all around here. Our laggards on the day were consumer staples, utilities, and healthcare. Finally for today, our VRA commodity watch. A lot of excitement here too. Gold up big on the day now, getting back above it, its highs of the day, getting back above $1,900 an ounce for the first time since April of last year. So good to see. We're up 1.13% now, just below or right at $1,900 an ounce. Silver up about nine tenths of one percent to $23.92 an ounce. Copper up as well today, hitting its highest level since June. Really a lot of multi-month highs here. Charts are really starting to improve. copper now up 0.16% to $4.17 a pound. I'm pretty sure makes its sixth day in a row of gains. Oil also, this is its sixth straight day of gains here, up 1.12% to $78.29 a barrel. And finally for today, Bitcoin. Having a strong day today. And you really like to see this because Bitcoin we look at it as a risk on indicator. When people are buying cryptos, it tells you, hey, you know, we've got money to put to work, we're willing to take a real risk on some of this money, too. So good to see it leading or yeah, leading today, especially higher. And if we see that continue, it just tells us even more. We are in that risk on environment. That also helps our markets move higher. And when you go back and look at a chart of Bitcoin, I mean, for years, you could have used this as an indicator. It's broken up a little bit um, over the last year or plus or so. But when Bitcoin starts moving higher, the market follows. We saw it time and time again from about 20 2017, to about 2020 into 2021, and it's kind of broken apart from there. But if we can get Bitcoin to start to lead the way higher again, the risk-on environment is back. Bitcoin up on the day, 7.24% now to 18,829 of Bitcoin. Although earlier in the session today, it did get above 19,000 for the first time since November. So good day, really all around here today. And folks, that's all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top and we'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.